We're Latinx, a space that continues to explore the X factor of Latin American music in Wide Radio. This October, we keep showing off our musical guests, and let me tell you, in our ninth episode of Latinx, we have two great artists. First, we have Sobrino, a musician from Mexico City, a flourishing talent in our The Latinx You Were Not Expected to Be section. As you already know, this program has its heart in London. So everything musical that happens over there within the Latinx diaspora excites us. Yes, we also had the pleasure of speaking with Desta French. We are sure you will love her classic and seductive R&B. But before we dive in, I am Erika Lola, broadcasting from Germany, Mexico City and London, where this program is also produced and recorded for all of you. Follow us with the official hashtag LatinxLDN and give love to our SoundCloud channel, where you can also find previous episodes. By the way, the new wave of Latinx music is also amplified thanks to the collaboration in Mexico with Bull Terrier FM and White Radio in the United Kingdom, reaching the whole world thanks to the power of the internet and social platforms. Let's go then, episode 9 of Latinx opens with a Peruvian duo notorious for their cumbia and tropical sounds electronic fusion. Yes, you heard it right. They call themselves Dengue, Dengue, Dengue. And uh, here we have their track Resistencia. However, Killing Two Birds with One Stone will play Chilean DJ's Raft's remix. Here we go, friends. Brace yourselves because this party just started. Wide Radio. comes on an EP called Resistencia Remixes, three tracks reworked by DJ Raff, a well-known character of Latin American music. He's also known for his love of instrumental hip-hop, although recently he's more inclined towards experimental electronic, like the first track we heard at the beginning of the show. Check him out, DJ Raff with a double F. Also, at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned the section The Latinx You Were Not Expected To Be. This section was created to explore emerging talent and to give space to Latinx stories around the world. Now it's time to listen to Sobrino's interview. Here we go. Wide Radio. All right, boys and girls, Latinx number ninth on Wide Radio. I'm happy to introduce, say hi, and to then again 
go back to my Mexico City where Danny, better known as Sobrino, or uh, literally translating as a nephew, but let's say Sobrino, or Sobrino, um, if you are like, um, like exactly an English speaker, there you can hear Danny. Danny, it's a pleasure to have you and very welcome to Latinx. How are you? Where are you? Tell us about. Um, Thank you for having me. Tell us about you. Where are you, man? So, uh, I'm in Mexico City, actually. I uh, came here like a week and a half ago. Uh, to visit my family, I uh, surprised my mom and my brother, so that was, that was a cute moment. My mom cried a lot. So <laughs> it was... I would like to ask you a, a few questions, and uh, but the first one, it's like a combination of uh, for you to say A or B. Like, would you rather go A or B? Now that you're saying that you are sentimental, and I believe um, now that I've listened yeah. to your music quite a lot during the past few days. The first would be, what would you rather do? Would you rather pick passion or reason? I would say passion. So you're a passionate man, of course. Yeah, I'm very passionate. We can feel that. And going back to Mexico for the, for, for, you know, for the, in, in this uh, uh, pandemic time, reflects that you're a very passionate person. I would say going back to, going back home. I would say very sad boy songs. That's great. I mean, we love this nostalgia all over. Like we love it. Yeah. Mexico or the US? Mexico. All right. Why? Because it's my country. Like, so you really feel Mexican? You were born there, raised there and... Yeah, I was born and raised here. All my family's here. This is where I first learned music. So, yeah, I feel like I, I owe a lot to this country and I'm thankful to be part of it. Is it because your mom was uh, somehow connected to music, right? When you were a child? Yeah, she's a music teacher for little little kids. So right. there was always music in my in my house and also my grandfather. I was also born and raised in Mexico City and as much as I remember, um, everything that has to do with music in school was to take your flute and do nothing about it for like a year of school. So that was music for me. Like never <laughs> like never playing never playing this 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 damn flute on school but anyway that was my experience and i think a lot of people would like relate I to this i, I don't yeah <laughs> but yeah the, the um, music uh, classes in mexico were strange were strange but yeah they were like just there to be there but <laughs> i don't know if you learned a lot about music i don't think so i don't really think no. so but <laughs> no <laughs> but that's how we started anyway so it's cool it's cool to the tell, food, tell this food. story um yeah. Would you rather meditate or party hard? I would say, I don't uh, meditate, I would say, but music is my meditation. So I would say meditate with music. <laughs> Great. Danny, let me tell you, the section is called the Latinx you never thought you'd be. And um, which means that for us, me as a Mexican living in Germany, and for you, that been you've been in between the US and Mexico, although Mexico is your country, which is clearly uh, what you've said or you told us but is there any experience you would like to tell us i would like you to share with us something very special about like probably those early days when you were like i don't know like totally lost back in 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 a day in in la or you were probably trying to make your way you know through this music scene which i'm pretty sure is very harsh but tell us about yeah. this yeah i mean i moved to la without knowing anyone so it definitely was very tough at least like the first years uh, to find what I wanted and also like trying to find my independence here and trying to uh, get more into music. Mm -hmm. So I, I started uh, two years there again, associates of vocals and I learned piano, intro to piano and songwriting. And then I started writing more and, and I had my first placements in, uh, in the EDM scene. I mean, did some crazy stuff uh, with my ex-manager. We used to go to the Latin Grammys without like knowing anyone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we used to drive there. <laughs> she used to take her baby and the nanny. <laughs> and we used to go <laughs> to the parties right. at night. And literally she was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm on the list. And she just mentioned her name. And somehow we got in, you know, the Sony party, the Universal party, the all these parties like 
and we met people from the industry in Latin America like that, basically. Like, and that's a that, great story. Yeah, like, like it, it, it takes a lot of guts to go there and say, like, I don't know if you're gonna make it in, but then I'm just gonna say, like, I'm on the list. I'm wearing this tuxedo, so I'll be inside the party. Yeah, to be honest, I really admire that from her. I'm so thankful for that because she, <laughs> you know, she didn't. That's so give great. A fuck. She was just like, okay, let's yeah. just go into the parties. We're gonna talk to this and to that, and that's how. And after that, like, also this uh, producer introduced me to this uh, writer in LA called Ali Alberti, um, which is my current management. And uh, she helped me a bunch as well. She she used to live in Mexico and she used to write also for a lot of artists here. Right. That's how I started really connecting with more people and putting myself out there. And the first meetings were, were good. Some of them were not that good. I feel like I didn't have the music that I have now. Like. I, I was still like getting uh, to know my writing side as a as a composer for artists specifically. So mm -hmm. some of them, I feel like they didn't see the potential in me. Uh, some of the A and R's I met, uh, but I mean I kept going. I kept going hard. That's I kept great. knocking doors. I kept going to the studio uh, with artists, and then some of the A and R's you know came back and already knew me because they heard from other people that were working with me. Uh, you guys, so you'll learn about uh, Sobrino because uh, you'll remember this line. He was sneaking into parties to, uh, you know, to kind of, like, kind of be there in the spotlight, which is great. I mean, I love the, I love the experience and that's actually, that's actually what I'm, what I'm trying to, to reach here with this section, the Latinx you never thought you'd be. And I think we all do that when living in a different country. And even though we were like one race in Mexico, when you reached like a, I don't know, somewhere abroad, and you're always trying to to be uh, who you're trying to be, which is great, and I'm really like, mm -hmm. um, I'd say that's that's great for you, man. And uh, let me move on to, to to another question, and I'd like to ask you when you were saying, okay, I can I can make this kind of music, and you were writing songs and composing for for other people. In terms of your music, how would you kind of like describe yourself? Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, there's a lot of names out there and we always like take different influences from a lot of people. Even if you're in music, you're in sports, if you're in like stand-up comedy, you name it, you always take like different influences. Where would you put yourself? How would you describe yourself as a composer? Yeah, I feel like when I was younger, like I, I used to listen to a lot of divas and, you know, artists from, from the US, like Christina Aguilera and Maria Carey. And I used to like, imitate them and trying to hit the notes <laughs> maybe I, I used to do it when i was a kid i can't hit those notes anymore <laughs> but but yeah i used to listen to those type of artists and also artists from latin america as well you know like rosana and este well from the hispanic like rosario flores um of course jose jose which is like an icon in mexico it is and, what do you think about this collaboration between Rosalia and James Blake? I love it. I think it's great, cool. right? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Barefoot in the park, right? Yeah, exactly. It's so dope. I mean, Rosalia is like so much for me. Like, people get mad. They're like, why <laughs> do you love her? I was like, why should I not love exactly. her? Exactly. Like, yeah. Just yeah. breaking all of the rules and she's just so fucking dope <laughs> yeah she's really she's really really great like um you know uh, putting to test all like i don't know like a like this uh, conventional beauty standards as well and like mass production consumption anyway um uh, regarding your music what about the what about your writing what about the the, the moment you're going through at the moment because we were listening to Paraiso or Paradise in English and uh, it seems to be that you were uh, like a heartbroken guy which um, we all go through that and uh, it sounds good but it, sound, it sounded so intense and when you were saying I'm a more like a passionate man I would say yes uh, and thanks for that because I personally relate to that right and then um, yeah. uh, everything I like and now that you've uh, launched like a new single called 
Oro, which uh, I believe is what we're going to listen up next. Um, what is all that? Like, are you still like writing about that? Is that like your main topic or how do you feel about it? Yeah, I guess it's my, my main topic. Uh, the heartbreak, subway kind of songs. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get a little bit like out of that box in some ways, but yeah. I feel like I always fall into that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, my my next songs are very emotional. Uh, actually, well, like Oro and Paraiso, I wrote them two years ago, so I definitely am in a different place musically. Yeah. I guess like you're always changing as a writer, uh, an artist, so. We're so happy to hear more about you, and uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, man. And um, thanks for having us. Uh, say hi to Mexico City, and uh, we'll probably see you there sometime or anytime, maybe soon, or maybe around here in in, in Europe. We never know. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's hit one of your tracks, uh, Oro, and then give us just to finish. Give us your um, social media accounts or. Where, where can we like read you listen like watch your stories and everything uh so my social uh, media is i am sobrino mm -hmm. and you can find me on instagram twitter and facebook and the one that i use the most is uh instagram so i'll be posting there like all the updates from new music and the music video i'm gonna release soon uh of auto and all the all the new stuff i'm gonna be putting out great we're happy to hear you um thanks for being here and Well, stay safe. Thank you, man. Thank you. Sobrino, Sobrino on Latinx by White Radio. Enjoy this tune. It's called Oro or Gold in English. And yeah, so we'll be back. Wide Radio. Yo no te quiero perder, pero el mar te ha llevado. Aunque no escuche tu voz, yo te sigo soñando. Extraño y no sé dónde estás Quién sabe si regresarás Yo no te quiero perder Pero el mar te ha llevado El tiempo va pasando Y aún me duele tu adiós La llama que encendimos No sé si se apagó Tus labios han creado En mí una adicción Y nada se compara A lo que fuimos tú y yo Tú vales, 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 vales Más que lo Thank you again, Sobrino, for the good vibes in the safe distance chat. 
Here on Latinx White Radio, we are always bringing new guests and new music in every episode. Next is a very interesting fusion. When Colombia and Nigeria meet, it's music on a whole new level. Yes, I would say that. For sure, take note, this is Mistro, Nigerian producer, and Chuck Quip Town, a Colombian group that is used to set the decks on fire with various collaborations. What we'll hear next is called Maria. Leave us your comments and enjoy it. Wide Radio. Maria is a collaboration between Mistro and Chuck Quip Town. And by the way, just a few days ago, Chuck Quip Town were awarded Best Pop Urban Song alongside Becky G for the song Que Me Baile at the Latino Show Awards. So in case you were vibing with them and you wanted more, I'll drop you this little gem and it's a gift from all of us at Latinx. You're welcome. Our next track is about longing, about being close and yet so far missing but trusting that patience will always have its reward. Technicolor Fabrics, a Mexican group making music together since 2007, have dropped a single this year called Mejor Que Nadie, Better Than Anyone. You're listening to Wide Radio. Wide Radio. Hace rato no te veo 
I was just checking the music video and it reminded me of the VHS. You'll know what I mean if you are a child of the 80s and 90s. A 90s kid or 80s kid, yes, when uh, you used to watch homemade videos of your childhood and family gatherings. This retro style is what gives it a longing quality for me, remembering your childhood years where things were maybe a little simpler. Okay, maybe it's also a, a little bit of a retro hipster tone, a little bit of this retro hipster uh, vibe as well. But let's continue with the Mexican indie vibe. In the case of the duo Juapa and Pato, also known as Milko, a bit more electronic. They've been in the music scene for a while now, about 15 years, coming from the school of Flying Lotus or the Chemical Brothers. Let's see what you think of their song Scavenger on Latinx. Wide Radio. Milko has done a really well electronic approach. We've seen them in Ceremonia Festival in Mexico and as part of So Far Sound in Chicago, sharing a stage with big names like the XX, Jungle and Cut Copy. Now 
And before we get to our interview with Desta French, we'll play a really chilled and lit track. It's called You, and it's by the Costa Rican DJ and producer Barzo. Barzo, B-A-R-Z-O. Take it easy and enjoy these fine electronic doses. We'll be back just in a bit. Wide Radio. Okay, now we are more than ready to finally present the interview we had with the talented Desta French. We are really, really excited. We finally managed to have her on this show. Some Spanglish, R&B, Latinx, Sandungueo and London mood has all of us in the palm of her musical hand. Just very quickly before we dive in, remember you can use the hashtag LatinxLDN and find us on Instagram at LatinxLondon underscore showcast. That's it. Enjoy the interview. Wide Radio. Hi. Well, that was nice. And that's Desta How French, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, finally, <laughs> we had the chance to talk to her. And um, how are you? Very welcome to the ninth episode of Latinx by Wide Radio. Hi, Eric. Nice to talk to you. How are you? I'm, I'm doing fine. Um, I'm here in Germany. You're in London, I believe. Is that right? Yes, I am. Um, do people know that we've... Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, people know that we have spoken before. Um, yeah, I mean, no. they're, they're pretty sure that like you can you can mention that, of course. I mean, we're just having this. this no, because it's just chat. funny that when you because 
we're it's so quick after I spoke to you last, and it it's like a whole different. Sometimes I feel like a different person. When you, you know, were like, talking in Spanish, or, or why? Yeah I, yeah, I feel like when you swap languages, sometimes you have to, um, you have to take ownership of like a new kind of, almost like a new personality. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. with all its limitations and things like that. So it's it's really. In- I was talking to my friend about it the other day, Santiago. He's Colombian, but he moved here, and it, we were, we were mentioning this how it's like taking another identity. And when I speak Italian, yeah. it's even more different. It's even stranger because it's like um I don't know. It's like a a little simplified child version of my. I love it. English <laughs> I love it. Can, can you can you say a line like uh, can you say hey this is that's the French and uh, um, I don't know like something about you in Italian so we can listen a little bit of your other personality. Okay. Um, okay, but there's another interesting thing to that. So, uh, uh, ciao, io sono desta French. Uh, sono un artista di Londra. Uh, sto qui parlando con Eric. Uh, so, <laughs> but the funny thing is. That, um when I so when I speak Italian mm-hmm. I I if I want because I think I'm quite good at accents so if I want I can put on like a really good Italian accent when I speak but it's like I'm being fake because really the natural way I speak Italian is with a Spanish accent oh. they all think I'm Latin American when I speak Spanish it's it's funny because uh, it's just very powerful uh, this this accent and what you were saying what you're mentioning about personalities i have this conversation all the time like mm-hmm. like for me it's always like i feel that my personality is full in spanish because that's my yeah. uh, my first language and then i can be spontaneous and i can be funny and i can be whatever i want in spanish and i cannot do that in in english well i'm not going to say about german because it's not going to happen <laughs> but um i feel it's just like funny and I, i really agree with you and what you're saying mm-hmm. and 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 we're chatting with you right now because I, i think you portray perfectly what uh we as Latinx and on white radio, we're trying to reach and we're trying to actually mm-hmm. um, like expose and, and show. Mm-hmm. And this is the identity. And I believe you are perfectly uh, this, this uh, the, the combination that, you know, you, uh, and we really love like your music and everything you do, but it's all about like identity. And I think that's mm-hmm. uh, what's make it, makes it reach somehow. And um, in terms of your, of your music, tell us about like, Do you live close by to, or you like interact a lot with the uh, like Latin American artists while you're in London? Um, or how do you like, uh, you know, combine your everyday life, your music with uh, the Latinx di- diaspora in, in London? Well, for me, that's been something very new. Um, mm-hmm. So, my when I first started making music, I wasn't making music, Latin music. And it's not because I didn't want to. I really wanted to. As a little girl, my when I when I looked at artists, I was like, oh. you know, it was. Um, I imag- always imagined it to be in Spanish. That's the music that like really lives in my in my blood. But it was a process getting to the point. I went to Colombia a few times. I had to meet people. They're just also getting the confidence. I find it really interesting when you talk about Latin X and exposing that side because what I feel is that when you've been brought up in a country where English um, English is the first language or any other language is the first language you feel this strong sense of identity with all the music you grew up with and your parents and what you're eating at home but then maybe you're like uh, my case for example i probably wouldn't have the confidence to talk in spanish mm-hmm. a c- couple of years ago i don't know it's like i i feel like i'm being brave when i do it because when you when you speak spanish and It's something that you get judged on, like I found growing up. So I've got my cousins that spoke better than, I've got a couple of cousins who spoke better than me. Then I've got some friends who didn't speak it at all because they never answered their mum back in Spanish. So it's like, there's such a range of people's experiences and where they fall in mm-hmm. uh, to that community of diaspora. So I think it's really nice and accurate when you say kind of exposing it because, um, There's, I think there's also the language barrier is one of the reasons why maybe it doesn't have such a big voice um, yet. And, but I do think it's happening, you know? But uh, still you sing in English and Spanish and you combine both in your music. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like a challenge for you still to, to like, um, you know, reach this Spanish way of, uh, ex- like, um, 
of you know showing your feelings and everything you go through because at the end you were saying okay spanish is somehow what what comes from uh, like um inside right in case of yeah. uh, in terms of your music but how do you deal with this saying like okay i, I feel like I feel like I, I speak English as first language, but then how do you combine both, or what's the process you you follow in order to to make your music in both languages? It's quite, I mean, when I think when I write in Spanish, it's quite a, um, a soulful. I think that's why I can't really. Explain. I just the feeling is very natural when I'm going to write in Spanish. Like the melodies that come mm. are natural, and the feeling is natural. It's just portraying that intention. Sometimes you find. That there's a li little um, little hurdles along the way but it doesn't it just means it's more like it's just a bit more effort but you know what the end result you want it to be when you hear it you still know it's the same in English and the same in Spanish when you hear what you want to hear you know and that's part of the I think part of the the, the thing that actually makes good songwriters is the difference between a good songwriter and maybe not a good songwriter is just knowing when you hear it so in spanish okay. it's the same i know when i hear it and in english i know when i hear it so in spanish it just takes a little bit longer to get there because i might have to go and do synonyms synonyms yeah. synonyms <laughs> you know synonyms. or i might have yeah. to Mm -hmm. Or I might have to go and translate <laughs> something, but it's still I still know when I get there, and that's the really important bit. Yeah, I I remember when I was I had the chance once to talk to uh, to this guy called uh, Fran Healy from a band called Travis, mm -hmm. and uh, he was I remember this chatting because he was he was mentioning like when you write from here down means like from the neck down, you know, like just from, mm -hmm. from the stomach. That's when you know you have a good song, and that's how you know you're a good songwriter. And uh, and then when you write with the head, he, he was most like uh, mostly saying, okay, I'm a person who writes more with the uh, with stomach, and I think that's what you're trying to say as well. Like, okay, it's it's, it's all about like the feeling, you know, like mm -hmm. something feels feels right, and it feels like it kind of uh, goes along with the uh, with the natural vibe. And um, when you mention that, uh, or we can go through your music search to like to your profile on reach like okay soul music r&b and the golden era of r&b but beyond these uh, tags how do you end up growing up in london where the the tradition as uh, you know like british music is just like so massive and then you end up like combining both things what happened that you are actually not fully um going just for the for the for the british music but then you were saying okay um I think there's something else and is it because of your background or is it because actually it felt natural to do it um, and it kind of reached you somehow? No, I don't even think it reached me. I think I was always, that's always what I wanted to do. Like it was always something, a part of my musical expression that was missing. And I think there's various reasons for that. I always think I like I didn't grow up musically trained or with musicians around. You know, I've got some friends that grew up and their their uncles were uh, um, timbaleros, and they grew up with that around them. I listened to a lot of music at my holy communions, <laughs> and you know, just lots and lots and lots of salsa and lots of music, but. I didn't know how to reach it. And even when I started making music with producers and in English, it just wasn't available to me. You know, I had a little group of Latin friends like my cousin and her friends and no one was creative. You know, no one was in that world. So it was really a process. I had, I went to Colombia. I had to find it. I had to find a way to make it happen. Um, okay. And That's... that was just a, a process. Yeah. Um, I would like to to go for a song now, if that's okay with you. Mm -hmm. Is that okay if we go for Tabaco y Ron? Just please, why not? All right, let's hear it, and then we'll come back to talk about your music and this um, this album. It's uh, Desta French, boys and girls in Latinx via Wide Radio. Tabaco y Ron. Let's hear it. Wide Radio. Pásame el tabaco y ron, tabaco y ron Pásame 
Out, gran combo en la pista Old school style, coqueteando de barista Dame more se le acusen, avisa Quien va a morir de mi vida After the boleros en tequila Imagen Rivera, make it sweet Got me shuffle in the clubs and my sneakers Pásame el tabaco y ron, tabaco y ron That's the French Tabaco y Ron on Latinx. This is our ninth episode and we're very happy to to talk to you um, and to listen to your music. Um, San Lazarus, and we can see you there on the on the cover, like full with colors and uh, this Latin vibe. Um, what is it all about? Like this, uh, the concept behind the album, uh, where does it come from? Where, where, like, what was the... Uh, that you were experiencing or living while you were composing this album? Um, it's very much a, a EP that comes after Heartbreak. It's a Heartbreak EP. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And within that, a search, I think, a search for my sound, a search for my identity um, in terms of, you know, sound-wise. So I would be in the, in the studio with the producers I was working with, DeForzi, who's one of them um, and you know I'd just show him loads of music that I grew up listening to I'd be like look at this and we would just it was from a very innocent place because okay. none of us had made that music before so that's why I think it sounds so different because we were just seeing what will happen so we're like oh look at the drum pattern there let's try that drum pattern okay so like a cumbia drum pattern and then we're just exploring lots of different things the tabaco en ron has got a very like a salsa influence because the lyrics that i started writing at first it was just a trappy type of beat um but then the lyrics was like an ode to all the salsa greats that i grew up listening to like i really love salsa my mom's from cali they're big on salsa of course and um yeah And um, it just started, it was like a really cheeky song and I, I found a way to incorporate loads of these names and I was like, okay, we have to get some salsa percussion and I met, I remember I met this Colombian percussionist when I was there mm -hmm. and um, he was, he's so good. So I sent the tune to him, he put this salsa percussion and then we got the trumpets in and then for that song, I still even wanted to be, I wanted it to be more salsa. I was like, it's not salsa <laughs> enough, it's still too heavy. So we got a salsa remix done, which I'm waiting for still, from this uh, 10 salsa orchestra here called Guerrera, which is, um, mm -hmm. there's 10, 10, Uh, ten piece orchestra they're all females I actually performed with them at the jazz cafe it was so good they're really 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 sick so hopefully that can be out soon too but yeah heartbreak sorry I'm going well exactly heartbreak, heartbreak so uh -huh. <laughs> well it happens all the time like a heartbreaking you know like inspiring people all the time in, in, in very different areas and um You told me when when we were speaking Spanish, you said you were not actually you never studied music, but you were more into like uh, performing, right? So you had like this feeling, and, and you wanted to be a performer. Uh, but was it like you wanted to like approach music, or were you just trying to like perform something? Mm, no, I mean I think you know it's a process of working out how what is the most effective way of expressing your expressing yourself you know what feels the best so i i i did a lot of acting and drama type stuff growing up but actually when i look back at the time maybe i didn't notice at the time maybe i thought oh i want to be an actress or whatever mm. but now i look back and i realize what i really enjoyed from those um experiences was the creating i enjoyed being behind and being okay. like you know 
being bossy and being like not bossy but yeah. <laughs> I want to be like okay you do this we need to do this creating the characters finding the music so it was more than just uh, getting on stage and performing it was actually the creative process yeah so obviously as I got into as I started messing around with music I've always sung I just never I'm just I'm just a big I'm just a hard critic so I just never compare myself with like you know the Whitney Houston singers that was at, that were at mm -hmm. my school <laughs> But um, so I never put myself in that box. And then I realized that actually that's exactly the box that I want to be in because because music is such a big part of my life and the creative process behind everything, not just the music, but the visuals and and the collaborating with people that like, it's all part of it. That's all. That's the stuff I get off on. Would you say um, that's the French and what we see in, in the pictures and probably your Instagram? Is it like like most of a character or is it was that the way you are in like in everyday life well um, my pictures on where on insta yeah like instagram oh, and video. like you know like like full of colors and now that i'm going through mm -hmm. your instagram which is i'm gonna say it now at test of french and i'm following mm -hmm. you now so i'm inviting people to follow you as well and like uh, yeah just uh, try your music but um mm -hmm. Is it, you know, like, and, and regarding also like social media, uh, what do you think about it? Like, is Instagram your uh, your favorite social media channel? Mm. And for your music as well? Yeah, yeah, I think Instagram is probably what I use the most. And I think like a lot of people, a lot of artists, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with it. If I wasn't doing music, mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have Instagram. I think I would be a hippie just okay. making music on a mountain somewhere. But that's the truth <laughs> but then the other side of me you know the other side of me loves it and i love it's just it's just that addiction for creating i like i like i think i have a i like as i said it's love hate because i feel these days artists feel obliged and people want to see like the mundaneness they want to feel this familiarity and just see yeah. just boring stuff for me it's yeah. boring anyway yeah. but i think i'm a bit old school and like when i think of an artist that i love i love that when they're i love the, the elusivity you know i love that sometimes you don't know you just see this fantastical kind of presentation which is what they want and maybe for another video or another time in their career you see something that's a bit more raw and real and yeah. just different but I like you know I really do like the artistry to be the thing that pulls you in rather than what someone is having for dinner so <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's a love-hate thing but at the same time I'm so grateful because I have messages from South America. I'm able to connect with people on the other side of the world, which I know is the other people that I really want to connect with. Like, you know, there's girls in Chile messaging me and they're like, wow, I love your music, my mom. Like, and I'm like, oh my God. Like, it just, that makes me feel amazing. So yeah, as it's layered my feelings yeah. towards social media. <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, I think that's uh, interesting to see how, how people approach to social media and how everyone kind of... Uh, relate to it and, and, and your thoughts behind it so that's why I was interested about it mm -hmm. um, last question what do you think I would like you to tell us something about like your album if uh, you were to put it in three words to describe your um, album San Lazarus which you can all listen in like on every music platform what would you say about it like three words or one line it's like well it's just my it's just like a like my little baby really that I had <laughs> And then I gave it away. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a time in my life where I was exploring. Mm -hmm. I was exploring myself and whatever you hear in that is a very true reflection of where I was at emotionally. And that's not three words, sorry. So I would say, I would say um, authentic, real and cute. Cute. Yeah, because I think it's cute that I'm, I think sometimes I think it's cute that I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, I just think it's cute that I that <laughs> exactly. feel That's so passionate about, yeah, like I think it's cute that I'm so passionate about, like, just la dignidad, I think it's just kind of cute 
that I'm like, woo, you know, and I think it's it's just like, I don't know, sometimes my mum just might see me and be like, this is so interesting. Like, I never thought that this would happen. You know, she just came to another yeah. country and probably assumed I would, yeah. I would just mix in and, and merge. And really what I'm finding in this process and also speaking to so many other second generation Latinos is that, you know, everyone is just now look trying to look back and they're just like oh where is it that i come from why doesn't why did my mom not teach me about i don't know i guess they have such a different pressure of trying to integrate you all right um that was it for me um thanks for your time it was a lovely chat and <laughs> thanks for joining this latinx uh white radio showcast which um it's been it's been a nice time and thanks for having me that's the french It was lovely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I wish I could show you my face right now, but we'll have to wait for another occasion. We're going to finish this interview with uh, one more song, Guajira. Thanks again, Desta. I'm just Talk videoing you. Oh, thanks for that. Talk I'll to you soon. <laughs> Talk okay. to you soon then. And ciao, ciao. Speak thanks to you. for the ciao. time. Un abrazo. Abrazo. <laughs> All right. So enjoy. <laughs> this is Guajira and that's the French music. Wide Radio. Now it's time to say goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to our ninth episode of Latinx. Remember, you can find our previous episodes. You just have to go to www.itswide.com as well as on SoundCloud. If you use the hashtag LatinxLDN, we can read your comments and suggestions for this showcast. As it is tradition in this show, the last song is always reserved for a classic, one that you could actually enjoy with your older siblings or your parents. We're going to travel back to 2004 and bring back Quiereme Mucho by Eli Guerra to finish this showcast. It's been 16 years since Eli dropped Sweet and Sour, Hot and Spicy, one of the Mexican singer's most successful points 
on her career. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to wash your hands and then leave us your comments on Instagram or latinxlondon at gmail.com. Wide Radio. Quiero bailar, quiero sentirme hermosa. Quiero cantar, ver el Latinx is a wide radio production in London. Voice and script, Eric Lola in Germany. Production and edition by Manolo Lopez and Pedrito Love in London and Mexico City. Listen to more podcasts and mixtapes on Wide Radio, www.itswide.com. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bull Terrier, for broadcasting the new Latinx music wave across Mexico. Stay safe and see you next time. Wide Radio.